Sir, do you know why I pulled you over? No, it's because your intro sucks. Please step out onto the curbside. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Curbside Podcast, the podcast where we talk about cars and everything to do with cars. My name is Jeff, I drive a 2004 Honda S2000 and a 2021, I keep forgetting the year, uh, <laughs> Subaru Outback, yeah, and I'm your Southern Californian Taiwanese American. Hello, I'm Parth, 2016 M3, Bay Area, we out here. I'm sitting outside today. I apologize in advance if you hear some uh, funky wind and kind of stuff, but fuck you because I have to watch <laughs> the dogs and she hasn't been outside all day pretty much because it's been hot here, so it's nice now and I, I can't let her out of my eyesight. She killed a cat the other day. Oh my gosh. Stray cat. It was kitten. I actually, I say she killed it, but I don't even know if she killed it. I was working out and then I'm like, oh, I got to check, see what she's doing. And I see her, like, licking something in the lawn. I'm like, oh, yo, what the fuck? So I run outside. I'm like, hey. And I walk over, and it's like a little tiny kitten dead in the lawn. Oh, man. Right? And I'm just like, what the fuck? And I was like, hey, And then, like, under the fence over there, it was, like, dug up. So our neighbor here is a menace to society. And her <laughs> backyard is basically a breeding ground for feral cats. So the dogs know this, especially her being a German Shepherd. Can't confirm if she killed it or not, but it was dead. I gave it a little bit of a last, last rites, too. I apologized for her. <laughs> oh, man. That's not a happy way to open up the show. <laughs> yes, but I just wanted to explain how I can't be outside right now without her being in eye contact. <laughs> gotcha. Jeffrey's tired. Just a bit. We're good. Can we start off today with a bit of a rant? Sure. What pissed you off? So I love my Subaru Outback. You know, it's a good car. I like the way it looks. I like the way it drives. I like the way the interior is, the practicality is. I could fit a lot more in the trunk than I thought I could, actually. Nice. Um, but the thing is, the infotainment... <laughs> oh, my gosh. Dude. I thought of something else, too. <laughs> well, the is driver monitors... No, 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 okay. no, no. What, 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 well, the other thing we get pissed off at... <laughs> is the driver monitoring system, right? There's a it's set of cameras of shit, that, like, are supposed to monitor your face. So when you're driving and your eyes start closing, it's like, oh, you're sleeping. We're going to beep at you. But aggressively, it, it just beeps constantly. If I if I start smiling and my eyes get a bit small, because let's be honest, I'm an Asian man. My eyes are not large, per se. Uh, but... You know, if I smile and my eyes get kind of smaller than they usually are, it goes. <laughs> like, oh. it, it does, dude. It's like it's annoying to like sometimes Jeff's call, Jeff calls me from the car and I, I just hear it nonstop. And it's worse because like, you know, I say something and he laughs. Right. And if he laughs, you know, you laugh like, ha, ha, ha. So your eyes get smaller. His car thinks he just passed the fuck out. Like, yeah, it's, it's not as bad, okay, when I'm not 
like laughing or or talking on the phone and stuff when i'm just normally driving it doesn't go off as much but if i'm like got friends in the car and they're, they're saying funny stuff or i'm listening to funny things and go ha, 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 and it's I'm just non-stop non-stop oh please uh, granted i will say though it has like there are times when i'm driving to work or driving back from somewhere where i'm like i cannot stay awake for some reason like i am Jesus, like that's not good i can't stay awake like i'm like struggling with my life to stay awake and that's when the beeping when the beeping starts it, it actually helps me to wake up a bit kind of and then you know what, ugh, and say, what sleep no okay doesn't work I tried it before. Sleeping at the wheel? No, it doesn't solve no, that problem. No, I meant sleeping in your bed <laughs> like a restful sleep. Like, you know, eight hours, seven hours in your bed sleeping. You know, that might help. That was That's what I meant, not sleeping at the wheel. Okay. But anyway. Okay. Yes. Today we're not talking about that. We're talking about this dang infotainment system. I don't know if you guys seen the Outback has the big center screen. Like everyone wants to be Tesla these days and have a giant center screen to control all your stuff. Fine. The user interface is not that, you know, all that well designed in the looks department. Fine. I can live with that. It has Apple CarPlay. The maps, the radio, I don't use. I just use Apple CarPlay. The thing is, though... This center infotainment system is so buggy at the like at random times. Like, here's an issue I had this morning. Okay, I was driving to work, trying to connect my phone to the car. I would play my podcast and I wanted to navigate to work, and the whole thing, the entire thing, would just freeze. Not not just Apple CarPlay, not just my phone. The entire thing, like right? You're gonna do this, nothing. Like it bricked the, it. Yes, the, I bricked the car. This includes the display that. Well, it's all one display. The display that displays my temperature for my HVAC system. The display with all my you know vehicle settings like auto start stop, like X mode, like like traction control and whatnot. The only way to to reset this is to it's to restart the car. So I restart the car, over, yeah. I plug it in, same thing, freezes. So I, at this point, I'm too far on the road that I'm like, forget it. Well, I'm just going to sit in silence. I kind of know how to get to work. There's just traffic I would like <laughs> to navigate around, but I guess I'm not doing that. And, you know, the whole screen goes black, which I'm used to at this point because, you know, <laughs> it just does that a lot. Sometimes, if Apple CarPlay is working and I start my music it would like it plays all the audio through one speaker one speaker in the car at like (laughs) max volume too for some reason just one speaker so i have to unplug it plug it back in and sometimes when i'm trying to plug my car my, my phone up to apple carplay it just cycles between being thinking it's plugged in and thinking it's not plugged in so my phone just vibrating a charge a charge a charging a charging a charging and i'm like what the heck dude and my favorite part is like all right uh, everything's been working fine this entire drive i'm pulling up to the last few like roads i need to get to my destination the entire thing goes black or the entire the car play just disconnects. I'm like, okay, good. The part where I really need maps, not on the freeway, not on roads I recognize, on surface streets that I don't know where my destination is. I don't, I don't have it. 
So now I'm trying to flip through my phone, try to like plug it back in and unplug it, and like running into like who knows what. This problem, Subaru, okay, is an actually, I would say, dangerous problem. If you're going to be driving through the street and suddenly the entire middle section, which is where all your controls are, are going to just shut off. You need to fix this. I don't Question. understand. Yes. You sure it's not just your car that's having this problem? No, I asked my friend. Like, he has a Subaru. He's re- since replaced the entire um, head unit with an aftermarket uh-huh. one. He has an Impreza, and it has a nice, like, doubled-in, like, head unit spot that he could okay. just plug in. And he's like, I get the same issues. It's garbage. Comes out of one speaker. That thing, that oh, was shit. the one okay. thing. I was like, that's me. I'm like... I don't get it, Subaru. It's not like you're a tiny company. It's not like you're, like, Rivian, right? A new, a, a new car sure. company. I, you see Rivian's early videos, you have somewhat laggy software, and then now, guess what? They have software developers to fix it. Bro, it's not even, like, worth comparing them to Rivian because they're, they're an established brand. They're exactly years that's what I'm and saying. years and decades. The, you're years and years into research and development for you just make cars. You make car infotainment system in cars. You have to. You offer it as like what I don't know thousands and thousands. This goes for all car companies. Okay, I don't understand. You are multi-million-dollar companies. No, right, raking in profits, make, developing new cars. Spend some of that money to at least just make your infotainment systems work. Just make them work. That's all I ask. I don't need it to be pretty or or advanced or high tech like an iPhone or like a Tesla or like a Rivian. You know, because forget that. That's too much to ask of you guys. Just make your infotainment systems work. Can I add to that? I actually have a similar experience from the X3 we used to own. Yeah. And the X3 that we used to own was the first one from BMW that we owned that had the digital gauge cluster and an infotainment system and stuff, right? For some reason, maybe because the heat or direct sunlight or something like that, you go in, you unlock the car, you go start the car, and guess what? The gauge cluster that's all digital, the speedo is misaligned and the tack is like missing half of it. And you could see like as if the sh- screen was shifted and then distorted. So you can't tell your your miles per hour. You can't tell your tack. And oh, by the way, the infotainment system won't turn on. It's just black. Press the button, do it. Don't work. Car's on, but gauge cluster's fucked up. Screen is fucked up. It would happen on its own. And it's like, why? And you take it in. They're like, oh, we cannot replicate. It's like the fuck you mean you can't replicate, dude? Like, you know, you're going through the system's diagnostics and they're not showing you it's not there, but. Why is yeah, this happening it, in the first place? It, it's not like, come on, like it's not like these companies are new to making cars, right? Oh, it's the first car mass production we've ever made. We're going to have problems with sunlight and with, <laughs> you know, stuff that happens to cars. No, these are car companies that have been making cars for like a hundred years, maybe. You know, the problem is what they haven't been making iPhones. They, apparently, yeah, they have, They were the first. Okay, they took the car industry took satellite navigation from what, like military stuff, and brought it into cars all those years ago. And then you're telling me that in that time, 
since I, we've had satellite navigation since the early 2000s. They're telling me in that time we couldn't figure out, you know, how to make things work properly. No. Like, how to make progress. I'm sorry. The iPhone's been out since 2007. 15 years. Even if you started halfway in between that, when the iPhone has matured, maybe you could take some lessons from that. Well, how could a car company, a new car company like Tesla, make something better than the car brand that's been established for all these years? Because they did it right, guys. (laughs) Just, it's annoying. It's like they never, they, they didn't do any R&D on the infotainment system at all. That's why I'm saying that, not just for the infotainment, but like, they should, like the software itself. You go from a Subaru to a BMW to a Lexus to a Toyota to this and that, everything's different. At this yeah. point, it should be standard, which I guess, you know, CarPlay and Android Auto are like trying to do. But to the point that, why are you wasting R&D and even making your own navigation system and stuff when Google Maps or Apple Maps can literally blow you out of the water? Yeah, and why, like, if, like, why are you, I, why are you spending R&D if you're not? Outsource it. If you're, if you're not going to make anything that works, and yeah, then you're going to charge two, three thousand dollars on it. Fucking right? just give, let Apple and Android just take over the whole thing, man. Let them just Apple and Android just make head units for each manufacturer for whatever design and all that stuff. It, Fuck, even let the company make the head unit, but then the software should just come from Apple or Android. Well, yeah, like, so at this point, the companies are doing that. There's uh, not Android Auto, but, like, Android Auto. That doesn't make any sense. Android, there's there's Android <laughs> Auto, like, there's, like, it, a version of Android Auto that is the, is the base, it's going to be the software that runs for like Volvo. I think Volvo is one of the first to implement it. Their entire okay. system is run off Android Auto, like Android. Yeah, like they're see? using Android as the base of their system. That should have happened like five years ago. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They make cars. You don't make UI UX. <laughs> These companies make cars, and when I buy a car, I want all of it to work. I don't just like, oh, okay, the the center of my car doesn't work. That's fine as long as the wheels are turning. No, why did yeah. I pay for that? <laughs> And let's be honest, most modern-day car companies, if you're talking about an average car, nothing special, right? Just your average econo car, mid-size sedan type thing, they're all the same. A Lexus, a BMW, a Honda, a Subaru, they're all the same in, in essence, right? There's not much difference between them. Everyone is selling their cars based off the tech that they have inside, right? Yeah. So why the hell is your tech slacking if you spent most of your time on the goddamn tech? Like, like Don't tell me on the new, you know... Honda Accord, for example, I, I'm just using an example. Don't tell me you spent, like, majority of the time on the car. You just took the last one, changed a bit, and then continued forward. Maybe made it a hybrid, or maybe increased fuel efficiency. But the inherent actual car is the same. You guys know how to do that pretty well. But you're selling people on the car based on, oh, it has this feature, and this technology, and this CarPlay, and this Android Auto. It can do this, and it has, you know, this electronics involved. Well, then why didn't you do it right? Yeah, like, why are your processors in your head units, like, from the 80s? Like, I don't get it. You have, like, super powerful processors that are, like, five years old at this point, or four years old. Tesla uses goddamn AMD chips inside of its Yeah, like, you don't have to be like Tesla. Just buy whatever the heck the Android phone for, like, two, three years ago had. Like, that's all you technically need. Because we know CarPlay, Android Auto, that's all powered off your phone. I am glad when I saw that Apple CarPlay, they're coming out with this new 
oh, super interface. Full takeover. Yeah, yeah. Full takeover with these car brands. I'm glad that these car brands have recognized, like, all right, we can't do this. We're done. <laughs> Apple, you take over. It'll be great. You know, we'll maybe put some of But Apple, if you want to take over all of it, do it. You know what brand I didn't... You know what brand I didn't see on that screen list? Subaru. Subaru. <laughs> Subaru. Why aren't you on that list? All the brands on there, okay? Acura, Honda, Audi, Volvo, Jaguar, Land Rover. They already have decent user interfaces, right? Pretty decent user interfaces. They're not horrible. They, sure. They're not good, but they're not horrible. Subaru, yours is horrible. Like, it looks ugly. It doesn't work half the time. <laughs> just, just give up. Just put your name into the hat and be like, Apple, you do it. I guarantee, okay, that you have good infotainment system. That's all you need left to sell your cars because the interiors are good. Everyone likes the Subaru. It looks pretty good. It yeah. goes, does things, all right? Just go and do it. You know, at this point, just like, just have cars provide, like, just a touch screen. Like, just a screen. That's So it, you can yeah. plug in your phone. That's it. That's all. And probably like, some options for the car to see, like, car settings and stuff like that. But that's it. In actuality, infotainment systems are still five years behind modern times. How could it be so bad? They just, they just didn't hire the department. They just had the designers learn how to code, kind of, and was like, all right, we think this will work. All right, Chris Bagel, you did a great job with the car. Now, can you make the iDrive? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> That's probably what happened. You know how bad? You, we talked about that. How yeah. bad the iDrive was? Chris Bagel was probably thrown into fucking making the iDrive, too. He's like, fuck, I've never written a line of code in my life, but okay, here we go. <laughs> oh, jeez. Look, I don't... Uh, I'm, I'm just... You feel better? Yes, I do. Shall, shall we go Good. to our break now? Yeah. All right. Break time. As always, you can check us out at the curbsidepodcast.com uh, where you'll find links to all our stuff. You can also subscribe to us on YouTube. That's youtube.com slash the curbside podcast. Uh, hit us up with anything you would like to hit us up with. Follow us on the socials yes, Twitter, dude. the curbside pod, at the curbside pod, and everywhere else is at the curbside podcast. Facebook, tw- Instagrams. TikToks, the TikTok. I was just going through the TikToks before the show today. The conversations on there are fantastic. It blows all the other social medias out of the water, dude. Like the, the quality of conversation is just like, how, why is this happening on TikTok only, you know? But anyway, it is. So go there for quality conversation and send us an email for any kind of email sending needs at the, the curbside podcast at gmail.com. Alright, back to the show, and it's time for the news. news. Alright, <laughs> you, got, you got any news? <laughs> I, got, I got a bit of news. Jeffrey, bad yeah. news. The R1S <sighs> SUV deliveries, Rivian, they're delayed by months. Uh, oh, well, it's holder. just months. It's not years, at least. That's, that is true. That is true. Order holders of the eagerly anticipated SUV were notified by email further delays that were blamed on supply chain and service infrastructure issues. Um, the new dates, they range as far as December 2022 of this year, basically. 
yeah, so basically they're, you know, saying supply chain issues and infrastructure issues. And the ones that are arriving, the R1S is supposed to be arriving between August and December 2022. They're only going to be the, the launch version, the, the expensive one, right? Mm. So uh, as much as uh, we have $5 on this, that's why I bring this up. Well, I... <laughs> Five dollars, you know, five funny. years. You know, you know it's funny. Like I, yeah. like we hold the bet that in five, in five years, Rivian gets bought out or goes defunct. You get five dollars from me, and yes. if it doesn't, I get five dollars from you. Yes. When we made that bet, I wasn't banking on that. I think that Rivian's actually going to be successful because of like numbers and like whatever values i was making more on that's like i like the company please do not die <laughs> so okay at least uh, that that feeling is mutual right i i do like and i i've told i said this before i think the suv i like the suv a lot personally i think it looks great something mm. about the kind of pickup for me it just doesn't tickle my fancy it looks good but i think this looks the business i i really like how how it looks Apparently, my sentiments, however, are echoed amongst uh, the fellow folk in the comments section of this car and driver article. Raise your hand if you're surprised by this news. Amazing. Another EV startup experiencing those pesky supply chain issues. Rivian has a market quarter with the SUV comes out, but don't see how they'll survive considering they're growing their workforce without any product to support it. One guy said something like, Oh yeah, servicing one of those will be a problem when they go bust. I don't want them to, but I think that is where they are headed. That's my set of it. I bet you. I bet you they're all Tesla fat. No, I was just kidding. Um, Damn, dude. <laughs> imagine, <laughs> imagine Tesla has a department just to go comment on articles like these. <laughs> That's what I don't get about Tesla, like fat, fat yeah. boys and whatever. They're just so excited when. When other company, other EV companies fail. No, they don't care about EV. They don't care about the environment. They don't care about saving gas. They don't care about any of that. Or whatever your reasons are for getting an electric car. They just care about Tesla. Yeah. That's it. Elon shits and he they're like, oh, that's, that's going to be the next thing on the yeah, stock ticker. Yeah, that's it. That, that's what we're going <laughs> to buy. Oh, my gosh. But you watched Clarkson's Farm, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah, you know, Clarkson, you know, picked up farming. And farming's already difficult, and he somehow decided to pick up farming on the most difficult farming year ever with the uh-huh. weather, with yeah. the COVID, and whatnot. Starting a car company is already difficult in itself. <laughs> Starting it in COVID, supply chains. <laughs> okay, here's the thing about Rivian. I don't know if you know this, but Rivian uh-huh. was founded in 2009. So it is... Over 10 years, years old as a yeah. company. Uh, they wanted to start out making an electric sports car. That would have, I believe, really failed. Over time, I don't know what happened. Finally, they developed a fantastic product. And unlike all the other electric startups, right, they had, you know, more than one running prototype when they announced the car. They have production already starting up. Their factory set up in normal Illinois. And it's like... We're going to get cars out by 2020. 2020 approaches. Everything <laughs> just goes to crap. No one wants to buy cars anymore for that time because no one's driving. No one could go to work to build the cars because of COVID. Resources and all the parts you need are all on back order or not being made. There's a chip shortage. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then... Yeah. 
this is this is where Rivian stands now. A new electric car startup, kind of in the midst of the worst time to try to start up an electric car company. So I don't know. We'll see. I'm sure Elon's happy about this because guy's way too competitive. Probably, but looking good for me. Unfortunately, I I will say that myself. By the way, I do like what Rivian offers, especially in the form of this R1S SUV, but I may be $5 richer in the next five years. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's my dreams getting shattered there. That's what it would be. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to see them go, but, you know, $5 is $5. Uh, moving on. Chevy has revealed... The 2024 Blazer EV SS. It's got the SS on it. I feel like we did talk about the Blazer, but I don't know Blazer SS. What does Blazer SS mean? Well, you know the SS that Chevy sometimes designates to certain cars as super fast. I don't know what the SS actually stands for, but... <laughs> super speed. I don't know. Super, super sport. Supersonic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but Blazer is getting an EV SS treatment. It looks damn good. Like, how did the Blazer become from that whatever fucking normal piece of shit American car to this? So the SS is the non V6 version. V6. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Command, yeah, command. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had EV in my head, bro. I was very confused there for a second. Um, yeah, no, it'll be an EV SS. It'll come out in 2024. It'll go. It'll be 2024 model year on sale for the spring of 2023. No information in terms of zero to 60 or performance. Probably going to be all offered with a dual motor or a quad motor option, especially in the SS. That's most probably yeah. what it's going to come with. Can we just talk about how, like, American car companies, they seem to be, like, taking old cars. Or not old, but, like, you know, names of other cars. American car, That's given, right? American cars, they don't have an evolution. They have a revolution, right? Like, uh-huh. a, a Malibu can look like this one day, and the next year it'll look like a spaceship. It's like, what happened? Yeah, no. I, one, year, one year, the Malibu, like, looked... No, the one year, the Impala looked like, like a gangster's car. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Big, <laughs> long, sl- like, it slammed to the ground. And then the next day, it, like, had looked like taillights that looked like they tried to come off the end of a Ferrari. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, um, this looks good. And I don't know how... Why are American car companies making EVs look sick? Because... What, what stopped them from making regular cars, like, with the internal combustion engines look sick, like, two years ago? Because EV, man. Americans are so. apparently very good at EV. Tesla's yeah. American. <laughs> Rivian's American. <laughs> GM's American. Like, what? Uh, like, all the, all the German and... Japanese and like Asian car companies, they're very far behind like, it to Americans like in terms of seriously. electric cars. You know what I wonder? I wonder if the Germans are playing it close to their play what was the saying go? Why do I forget sayings on this fucking show, dude? Playing their cards close. Close to their chest. Yes. Are playing it very close to the chest. I feel like they're not just trying to pump out EVs. I feel like they want to try to do it right, quote unquote, I guess. Or they think that their EVs have to be as close to the same experience as... Like, they'll come out with an S500, like a Mercedes, right? But it'll be mm. an electric S500, and it should be basically no difference. I think that's what... I think they're trying to mask it. Like, like look at the Taycan. The Taycan did basically everything to hide that it's an electric car. It's just showing you that it's a car, it runs on electricity, but there's no difference in terms of being a Porsche kind of thing, right? Yeah. So, 
I feel like Germans are doing this, but they're going to start getting far behind if they don't start actually making some shit. Yeah, I know, because what they have the the take had, which is cool, but... It's too fucking expensive for any... Too expensive, you know. yeah. <laughs> uh, they have the EQS, which looks like a whale. Uh, yeah. And then you have BMW's lineup of IX, oh the IM3, I, I5, whatever, I3, or whatever. The yeah, I3, yeah. the I8. Yeah. <laughs> I think BMW's following the American recipe, but not doing it right. No, no, because uh, <laughs> we Americans now in the EV market have the Hummer EV, the Ford yeah. F-150 Lightning, the Tesla model SEXY, or S3XY. Rivian. The, the Rivian. So Americans... Are doing EVs right? I can't wait until the Japanese start doing EVs because American <laughs> EVs right now, like all American cars, are what you would call inefficient. Well, not yeah, Tesla, sure. but, but but like like yeah. the size of the Hummer EV's battery should get you a lot more range than that. Uh, if, <laughs> if you gave it to the Japanese, let's say, cars always small, efficient, amazing use of space for some reason. The thing's probably going to go for 800, 900 miles. <laughs> probably, yeah. yeah. Next thing, electric car-ish related. <clears throat> so okay. NHTSA, yes. Okay. Excuse me, sir. You were like, I'm not going to do any more electric car news from now on. And Two of them past, were negative, <laughs> including past, this one. <laughs> the past... Th- Three, uh, but the other day when you were like, "I'm That's gonna right, do yeah, only yeah, yeah, gas-powered," yeah. you pulled yeah. up the the article. Ford has <laughs> catastrophic engine failure. Yeah, I'm like okay, but okay, go ahead. Well, to be honest with you, there's no other news, so it's like either you do it or you don't. You know, either you listen to something or this podcast is 20 minutes long. So the NHTSA, our friends, they're not our friends. I don't know why we're, I'm calling them our friends. The National Highway Transportation Safety Administration. Uh, apparently, in June of 2021, had mandated now that all cars with a level two driver assist tech, level two meaning like not the self, not like Tesla's full self driving, but the autopilot, right? Yeah, like like, like lane keep lanes. assist, radar exactly. guided cruise control, that type of thing. That kind of stuff, right? Not the full self driving, but like the regular autopilot, that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. They said that any kind of accident incident involved where this tech was in question of being used within 30 seconds of the accident occurring, the NHTSA should be notified by the manufacturer of the incident. Um, so far, since the June of 2021, so year, it has 392 vehicle crashes, which involve a level 2 driver assist system, six of which are fatalities, five of which were serious injuries. So that's the company, the manufacturer, not the person not the police. The actual company is responsible for sending these reports now. Um, Tesla has about 272 reports. Honda has 90. Subaru has 10. Subaru has 10. Might have to do with infotainment system. <laughs> um, and 98 crashes where injury was reported. Five serious, six fatalities. So basically all I'm trying to show with this is we had this conversation I think about a year ago, maybe more now, talking about yeah. how there's no accountability for these companies. I guess, you know, the NHTSA, we're such a foundational, moving podcast, the pinnacle of automotive information. The pinnacle. pinnacle. We always give accurate, no. <laughs> we do. We give the best, the only information, like we're ahead of, we're ahead of everybody else, right? So the NHTSA obviously, you know, listens to us. They're like, yeah, you know, yeah, let's see exactly. what Park Jeff and Andrew were saying, you know, because 
whatever they're saying must be true. Yeah. And then, you know, so we had this conversation about how there's no accountability for these, you know, driver assistance or autopilot systems. And if you were Tesla or manufacturer, why would you ever report it? Well, the government, and we said that the government has to step in, right? Well, the government is slowly looks to be stepping in. And now it, this is the new mandate or it's a new uh, requirement uh, that manufacturers are imposed with that if you have an accident that meets any of those previous criteria mentioned, the NHTSA has to be informed by the manufacturer. So, in my opinion, a step in the right direction, some accountability, not just pump them full of technology that idiots don't understand and then kill themselves with. So, in short, you're welcome. That's right. For our, our contribution to society. Yeah. NHTSA, feel free, to, feel free to ask us for any more insight and opinion. We will give you the smartest and best and most current information. Yes. 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 In other news, bringing it back from... EVs to non-EVs. Well, this, 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 we switched off the segment this week, didn't we? Yes. Honda HPD Honda Performance Development is offering a turnkey Civic Si race car. That's cool. You could buy from Honda a straight-up race car. <laughs> so it's going to right. have, you know, a full a full roll cage that beats, you know, requirements for racing. It's going to have new suspension exhaust fuel cell that kind of deal um it's gonna have no none of that like sound deadening material none for fifty five thousand dollars yes it's gonna go for fifty five thousand dollars you can just buy for, a race car for fifty five thousand dollars that's nuts yeah like, like you go like, go to honda buy a full-on just a full-on race ready turnkey race car there you go honda that's performance a great deal development yeah, $55,000. Um, uh, you could order them by putting your $25,000 deposit down uh, with, uh, if you're interested. You can place your order through HPD customer service by phone, 661-702-7777. let them know that the Curbside Podcast sent you? Yes, let them know the Curbside Podcast sent <laughs> We don't get any kickbacks at all, but fucking, you know, just tell them. They're lucky Tell we anyone. don't have, like, millions of listeners. <laughs> They're just going to get a million, like... That's what HPD contacts you like, hey, you guys want to get sponsored? <laughs> but yeah, a turnkey race car from Honda. Pretty cool. Based on the Civic Si. Can't wait if they decide to do one based on the, the upcoming Civic Type R. Now back to EV news. Oh, my. <laughs> so, um, last year in December, apparently, uh, we I don't think we were around that much last year in December. We did do some episodes, but Toyota released a uh, compact cruiser EV concept. It looks like, let's say, like a mini FJ cruiser. It looks like a Lego car. Kind of, yeah. It looks like <laughs> like the Lego car. You know what the FJ cruiser looks like, right? Probably you remember yeah, how yeah. that looks. Yeah. Um, it looks like kind of, it does look like a toy Lego car. Um, right? <laughs> but they released more images of it, kind of like a, a like a look around of it. I don't know if that means that this thing is coming to production. I think it, like this would probably sell very well if it did I come like into it. production. But I feel like Toyota is missing an opportunity here, right? Stop thinking mm-hmm. about the future. Stop thinking about the EVs for a sec. Think about a market that you could capitalize on now. Right. You, we know what sells well. We know that the Jeep Wrangler sells well. Uh-huh. Storied nameplate, been around for years and years. We know that the Bronco, the new Bronco, sells very well. 
and it, it's basically just a Jeep Wrangler competitor. You could take off the doors, you could big put big off road tires on it. It's a beast off road. It's so a story nameplate. Bring some Japanese. So into I'm this. saying. You've got the perfect canvas, Toyota. You've got the FJ Cruiser based on the storied Land Cruiser nameplate. But, you know, we already have a Land Cruiser. It's a lot different from what it used to be. But you could bring back the cloth top, the doors removable, put off-road tires on this, you know, type boxy off-roader. Call it the new FJ and Cruiser. Count, count your dollars. Count your dollars. as the Yeah, you'll in. have Japanese reliability. People will want that. And then you will have, I would say, a product that would sell very, very well. Because, you know, we like Tacomas. We like Tundras. I don't see a, Jap- uh, a Japanese alternative to the Wrangler and the Bronco being a Toyota that looks like a Toyota FJ Cruiser. Come on, guys. Come on. Curbside Again, Podcast product planning. That's what, we're Hit just, us up. We, we're the best. We're the exactly. best. Exactly. All right. Well, that's all the exciting news Done, so let's transition into some not-so-fun news. Again, from the NHTSA, uh, reporting that traffic fatalities... Our friends. Our friends. Yes. Traffic fatalities jump as drivers increasingly must share the road. So, a uh, car hmm. driver article here with that title describes how the NHTSA does their, you know, traffic fatality surveys or sort of studies every year. For a, big, for a while now, during the early, like, 2011, 2010... We were on a steady kind of decline of car fatalities or uh-huh. on-road fatalities. Uh, apparently, based on this article in 2008, there was 37,261 fatalities on the road. Uh, by 2010, it was down to 32,885. Now, in 2020, the numbers jumped up to 38,000. 824, which was up 10.5% from last year. Damn. 10.5%. That's a lot. And apparently, that's the highest it's been in 16 years. What's going on? Is there there a theory or anything they came out to, or just numbers? No, they just gave numbers. No, no theory. Um, They had a bunch of different, like, classes in this study, a different levels right you had speeding right speeding fatalities you had unbelted fatalities fatalities involving cyclists involving pedestrians so it's not just people who like like get into accidents in their cars it's also with cyclists and pedestrians Mm -hmm. and everything is just up across the board like all the numbers are up it's kind of scary to think about like who knows what's actually is going on Maybe but people are getting too reliant on driver aid. Maybe driver aids. There's a lot more pedestrians on the road. A lot more people want to ride bicycles and stuff these days. And uh, I But don't at know. the same time, this is 2020 to 2021 or 2019 to 2020? 2019 to 2020. Which is weird because in 2020 there should be less people on the roads. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> like, so it's very odd, right? Like, 2019 to 2021. Like, I mean, 2020. Lockdown, right? No one should have been on the roads, and suddenly we jumped up to the highest it's ever been. But that's interesting. At the end of this article, here's something that's interesting that the the uh, the author goes on to say. Um, it's talking about how there are uh, more and more city planning, urban planning people starting to take like more pedestrian and public transport and bicycling into account, rather than 
like taking into account like development for cars, like roads and whatnot. So this author says, this is not overzealous Washington bureaucrats trying to kill the car, but it may be another sign of peak car. Even before the pandemic, many city platters had begun to replace high-rise roads and urban highways built up since the 1950s with pedestrian-friendly spaces. For the first time since at least World War II, personal passenger vehicles are not the priority for urban planning. So because we have too much walkways, fuckers are killing themselves in the roads more? I don't know how the, the article exactly led up to that, but... You know, the, you know hey, whoever wrote this <laughs> article, thank you. But keep your inferences to your goddamn self, because you don't make any fucking sense. Have you lived in California? No, 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 no. I don't, I don't wanna. I don't wanna like. Get, I don't wanna skew the author's writing here, because I haven't completely read it through and through. I did read. Oh, I thought it, you said they're but, saying it's the end of the personal vehicle. No, no, no. I think it's not. He. It's. It sounds like he's saying it's the end of the personal vehicle, but no, he's more saying like. Um, because it jumps from, look, it jumps from motorcycle fatalities were up 9%, and then pedocyclist fatalities were up 5%, result of millions of local, state, and federal dollars spent on urban bike lanes, perhaps. But those bike lanes would only... Oh! Oh, so, so they're saying bike lanes and sidewalks are causing people to die. <laughs> yeah, okay, yes, there we go. So that's how we transitioned, right? Or all these death rates, and then he ends. The author ends up with maybe is because of all these bike lanes and all these dollars put into like putting share in bike lanes and yeah, share yeah. the road stuff are causing these fatalities. So <laughs> I, okay, <laughs> I now I, I see the validity in that because like for example, in our city alone in Fremont, they had this whole like share the road campaign. And they went out and made, like, fucking I-5-size bike lanes for motherfuckers in the middle of the fucking road. You all know how I feel about bikers. Don't get me started on bikers. And bicyclists. I like motorcyclists. Biker, real bikers are good people. So these, these bicyclists, like, they have these, like, you had two lanes, Jeffrey, right, on a road. You had two lanes. And then you had, on the other side, for oncoming, one lane, two lanes, a four-lane highway, whatever, or four-lane road, whatever you call it, right? These guys in this town in Fremont where traffic is actually a big deal because a lot of people use it to go and connect to other cities throughout the Bay Area. What did they do? They took out a lane, completely took out a lane and then they put in a bike lane and the bike lane's like in the middle of the road without much of a protection. So a fucking idiot on his phone or something, yeah, boom, there goes the biker. Oh, and then traffic goes up because, you know, this one entire lane just gone. I think there should be designated bike paths away from the road. I don't know how urban planning goes, but for safety reasons, it would be nice if there was a bit of a divider from the road for bikes. Bicyclists are small things, and cars are big things, and when the big things meets the small thing, it doesn't go It's okay, well Jeffrey. The they have thing. the little plastic poles protecting them. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, the ones yeah. that bend over when yeah, you, yeah, yeah, like, when you like yeah, to hit them. <laughs> no, it's okay. They're protected. Well, drive safer, everybody. I don't know. Just just try to drive more. Be aware of the people around you on the road because it doesn't look like the numbers are very happy these days about anything. Man, everything's up. Gas prices are up. Death rates on the road are My up. My stock like, portfolio, that's not up. That ain't up. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> way down. I don't even look at it anymore. I just like... It's like next to my bank account, and I like sort yeah, of go just, glance at yeah, it. I'm like, oh gosh, oh, I don't no. even, I don't even glance at it. Just ignore. 
not there. My mind. <laughs> Yay! Welcome to the happy place that is the Curbside Podcast, where we do not bog you down with information in regards to real life. We like to talk about cars. So if you want to have a good time, forget about the world, forget about all the problems, just talk about something that honestly doesn't really matter, but just brings joy. Talk about cars. You can pinnacle of out. information, too. Yes, pinnacle of, of good automotive. information. Automotive, yeah, automotive, automotive information. information. You can check right. us out at thecurbsidepodcast.com. There you'll find links to all our stuff. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, all that jazz. We have videos on there. You can listen to the podcast there. And you can check us out on YouTube. Go subscribe there, curbside, the youtube.com slash curbsidepodcast. Uh, ring the bell so you know when we drop a new video. Yep. And uh, social media, we're on it, as everybody else is. So go check us out. Uh, we're on uh, TikTok, the curbs- at the Curbside Podcast. Jeffrey, mm-hmm. can I make a challenge? Yeah, challenge. I don't know if it's a challenge. Just get us <laughs> to 3,000 by the end of the, the week when this episode comes out. <laughs> by the end of the week? We're at 2,900 something on the TikTok. Just, just hit a follow if you see us there. You know, it's all, it's all G, yeah, it's true. all good. Uh, Instagram, the curbside at the curbside podcast. Twitter at the curbside pod, and email the curbside podcast at gmail Finally, thank you to Kid Dope for the intro and outro to our show. And as always, my name's Jeff. I'm Parth. Remember, drive safe, and life is too short to drive boring cars. After all that information today about deaths, drive even safer. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Just a race to keep it